0: Welcome back to the Shot Pod Teal Nation. This week, no guests, just Kevin Davis and I, as we start to look ahead to August to September to October and beyond as athletics get going here in Conway and on the Coastal Carolina University campus. With six programs getting rolling, we wanted to preview those seasons. And also, we reached out to our coaches, the head coaches of these programs, to get some names you should expect to see fill up the score sheets and your timelines this fall. KD is the Assistant Athletic Director for Media Relations. So he sees every score, stat, award, anything about the shots comes through his office before it goes out to Teal Nation. And he's somehow at every single event. So he knows his shots. And I'm the Assistant Athletic Director for Digital Initiatives. I know a little bit more about making the students look good in videos, on TV, photos, but I've also seen my fair share of CCU athletic events as well. And I'll throw my two pennies in. When the time comes, so buckle up, let's talk about some cross country, let's talk about some football, let's head to the soccer field and, of course, the HGC Center. So, we'll look at these six programs before we get them all back on campus safely and getting ready for the fall season. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. All right, Kev, let's start with one of the programs that you are the direct contact for CCU football. Uh, We've been Talking to student athletes and head coach Jamie Chadwell on this pod about the ex- exciting brand of football they want to bring to the surf turf. Uh, who are some of the key players that you see and, and that Jamie, coach Jamie Chadwell mentioned doing that?
1: Well, you know, if, if anybody's following uh, anything in terms of our our website and our tweets and social media and athletics, they know that Teron Jackson's the name that's standing out. Um, you know, the Shirt Senior Defensive End has been on every uh, preseason list so far, um, you know, all-conference lists, you know, even earned some uh, some national recognition as a, uh, a candidate on the Veneric Award, uh, which is given to the uh, best defensive uh, player in, in college football. So he's definitely uh, going to be somebody that we expect, uh, Coach Chadwell said he expects big things from. Uh, had a great season last year, setting a school record with 10 sacks. So uh, they expect uh, expect him to have another great year this year. And And then he'll have help on the defensive line with uh, C.J. Brewer up the middle, another senior. And then the return of um, Jeffrey Gunter, uh, who who transferred last year to NC State, set out, decided it would be best to come home and play at Coastal Carolina again this year, where uh, he was an all-conference performer in 2018. So uh, the depth at our defensive line is something that Coach uh, Chadwell is really excited about, um, especially considering we have uh, Coach Staggs back as the defensive coordinator um, you know, this will be kind of his first full season, um, you know, as a defensive coordinator and, and something I know the guys really like playing for last year. Um, and then to, to stay on the defensive side, you have obviously Silas Kelly will be back up the middle in the linebacker spot uh, after missing last year, doing an injury. Another all-conference performer. And then Teddy Gallagher, who actually filled in for Silas last year during his injury, uh, an all-conference performer, will be in the in the linebacking core with him as well. So uh, a lot of veteran leadership on that uh, defensive front um, that I know they're really excited about. And then when you, you flip it over to the offense, it's, it's one of the most experienced teams that we've had since moving up to the FBS. And, and I know that's exciting for Coach Chadwell, who's, uh, you know, him and the offensive coordinators and Coach Korn and Coach Isaac are, are really excited to have CJ Marrable back in the backfield, thousand yard rusher last year, um, you know, over 3,000 yards in his, his three uh, seasons so far when you count what he did at Presbyterian his, his freshman year. And uh, I know he'll be another breakout player in the backfield and, and leading a, a big stable of guys in the backfield this year. A lot of running backs, including return of Reese White and, and some newcomers that will definitely uh, stand out. And then at quarterback, you obviously have Fred Payton and Bryce Carpenter that will both, uh, you know, see some some quality snaps as they have the last two seasons. And and one of them will emerge this season, I really believe it, and help lead this team uh, you know, on the offensive side. And then Isaiah Likely, you know, he's a tight end, I call him tight end receiver. He's a the guy that's a tight end body, but he he can receive and run like a, a wide receiver. And he's really stood out, was on the Maxwell watch list last year as a sophomore. So I expect him to to uh, really stand out this year. I know that um talking to Coach Korn and uh, Isaac, the, the offense coordinators over the the spring, they're trying to find ways to get him lined up in different positions so that he can get mismatches and get the ball more this season. And then it all starts up front with, uh, you know, who we talked to last week, Trey Carter Mm -hmm. and those guys up front who got a lot of experience coming back. Everyone on the, on the starting, uh, projected starting list has, has multiple starts from last season and, uh, and then they have some depth this year behind them. So I know that's something that they're really looking forward to. Uh, and then you can't forget special teams, obviously, Massimo Biscardi's back uh, and Miles Prosser back, uh, as well as CJ Shrimp, the the, uh, the long snapper. So all those guys being back another year of working together is is really good. We're going to have um, a new uh, person returning punts and, and kicks with uh, the, the graduation of Kion Tyler. But I know it's something that they have a lot of, options of that with the, with one of the best recruiting classes we've had since we've been here.
0: Yeah. And I I think one, one big thing, like everyone you mentioned right there is, is an energy guy, a glue guy, if you will, locker room guy Um, you know, even all the way down to CJ shrimp uh, as a long snapper, he's probably one of the main energy guys um, out there. I mean, they're all leaders, not just in what they do playing, but you know, in the locker room and kind of bringing everyone, the, the young group, but also everyone else around them, you know, bringing their level up.
1: Yeah, and every guy we've talked to, and you can attest to this, Alex, has been that this is one of the most tight knit groups. There's no, clue. I mean, the defense hangs out with the offense, offense hangs out with the defense. You know, you know, they're you know, like you said, the long snapper is the DJ of the, in uh, fact, to uh, weight room that they have during quarantine, and and uh, I mean, that's something that that really can carry you on. And I know that their motto and their theme throughout all spring was how can they get 24 points better because all seven. Mm-hmm last season where a combined 24 points. Um, and so that's something that's that's really fueled them. Um, you even see it now in the summer workouts, and the voluntary summer workouts. You know, you'll have some guys just yell out 24. And everybody on that line knows exactly what it means and, and how to push that much harder. And uh, that's something that Coach Chadwell and his staff have preached. And, and they really are excited about about getting together and getting on that surf turf this, uh, this fall.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait uh, to see that. And, you know, we've been seeing... Second wave of of guys come through for um, summer voluntary workouts. So um, really excited to see the shots back out on the teal turf. Um, switching gears, uh, taking the pads off, and you can see this group you know all over campus, not just out on the football field or or the practice field. Um, you know some of them are moving as fast as those shuttles bringing students around from <laughs> building to building. Um, we talked uh, via email with you know the head of cross country track and field. Sandy Fowler and we talked about the men's and women's cross country team and uh what did Sandy kind of impart on us
1: well you know she talked a, a lot about how how this group has a lot of returners but newcomers that can make it make an impact and and over each of the last two seasons they've they've improved um you know whether it be at the championships or in on their uh and their just their their conference meets or or you know regular meets that they have and and, you know, she was really excited about the, the women's cross-country team being young, but now was their time to kind of put their stamp on some things, you know, to kind of get back to where they used to be back in the early days of, you know, the early 2000s of the Big South and, and late 90s mm-hmm. when when uh, you always had the, the cross-country, we always included um, Coastal Carolina in the top, you know, when you talked about the best cross-country teams. And, and that's something that she's really excited about and, and having them kind of Kind of build on that, um, you know, she mentioned a number of names, uh, especially including, uh, you know, Ashley Rulison, who, who is a sophomore now. You know, we think as well as she ran last year that she's an, actually an upperclassman, but she isn't. She's only going to be a sophomore, um, but she's, you know, been the team leader in, in score at Sunbelt. And we, uh, uh, Coach Fowler expected her to to kind of up her game a little bit in terms of uh, her performances and, and take that next step. Mm-hmm. And then she talked a little bit about uh, a handful of newcomers and um, some that have some uh, international experience and, and, and have that toughness and, and how to run competitively. There's a difference, you know, she's stressed in, in just going and running distance and then running distance competitively. And she mm-hmm. stressed that with us and, and how experience can help that. And um, she's really excited about a trio of freshmen and Molly Jones and Sidney Swanker and, and Marissa, and I'll get this name wrong, Kilgoreth. Uh, yeah, that's looks good yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all three freshmen. I asked coach repeatedly on how many how to pronounce that and I'm still that wrong. <laughs> um, you know a lot of personality, a lot of a lot of depth and determination she said this season and, and really excited to see what this young core of of women can do for the uh, women's team.
0: yeah, and on the men's side, um with kind of an all world in terms of <laughs> coastal men's cross country track, anything uh Nadil you know kind of exiting um graduating and moving on. Um, but his younger brother Adrian is there, and um, you know this is one of the teams that has, you know, moved up place by place in the Sun Belt, which is a very tough men's cross country conference.
1: It is, and, and, and Adrian's going to be able to kind of carry that torch on for Nadil. You know, they expect him. It was always Adrian and Nadil, one two, whichever way you wanted to look at it. Now Adrian's going to be kind of the, the leader on his own for this team, and she's excited about that. But you know, he's going to have some help from uh, Doug Mullen and, and Michael Pietras, you know, they all set uh, personal best. Um, so uh, last season and, and, you know, they kind of get forget, forgotten about because of the, the uh, and Adrian and, and that's something that she expects them to kind of up their game, uh, so to speak, and, and be contributors this year, as well as uh, sophomore Dustin Chambers and, And then, of course, she again. She's excited about some newcomers. She's got Brad Wiggins and Miles Carrico that are newcomers, freshmen that uh, they expect to to add some depth. And and right now, they're just they're doing that. They're adding depth, gaining the experience, so that when they move on to their sophomore, junior years, they're the leaders of this team and continuing on that that tradition that they've helped build.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and she mentions you know being a scorer in conference. I mean, that's getting to a certain place where it moves that team up because there's can be you know however many people running the race, and if you're not you know, within the threshold of a certain place in conference, then you don't even contribute to your team's, um, placing. So the yeah, more scores yeah. you can get, whether it's high or low, like I, I mean, it's not the level that these guys did, but we, my high school won a conference championship and track by winning, you know, being a lot of lower scores or mid scores, but everybody scored. So mm-hmm. that's one way, you know, Adrian's going to be at the front. Adrian's going to get those lowest points, but then what can the guys down the roster do? that's going to be the key.
1: Yeah, you're correct. And that's where she, she really stressed the emphasis on depth depth share is like you said, it gets you those points, the, the fewer points that you get, the better. And that's where you, you know, if you get more people to qualify or to, or to get those lower points with, with better finishes across the board, it helps the team. And, and one thing Alex that she stressed to me that, that stuck with me is, you know, her, her kind of her, her, mantra, or what she said was the the philosophy has been to buy into the process mm-hmm. as says yields results and that kind of stuck with me especially with such young young runners on both sides of uh the men and women's teams
0: for sure and speaking of the process it's been a long process and a successful process um out on the pitch for Sean Docking um his teams always seem ready for whatever comes I mean last year you look at the regular season it's maybe not a regular season that stands out but here they are winning you know, at NC State in the, in the NCAA tournament, you know, going deep out in Texas um, in the next round. Um, what did head coach Sean Docking um, kind of say to us what he's expecting on kind of a, a newer group coming coming into Coastal?
1: Yeah, and, and Coach Docking would kill me for this. And, and let me preface by saying this, he would never say this, but when, when you think Coastal Carolina men's soccer, you think NCAA tournament. Yep. And, and that's something that I, I really feel... That that's something they strive for every year, and 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 always somehow he finds a way to get his group of guys to get to that level. And, and this year's not going to be any different, as as I really feel he has a great core group of guys. Um, you know, a lot of newcomers. A lot of newcomers will be on the on the on the pitch this season for this Sean Clears and Coach Docking. But uh, a lot a big group of returners, uh, specifically five names that he he said have to stand out for us this year, uh, is Sam Snaith. Um, Casper, Emil, DZ and of course Nick and and those are five guys that um, played last year and will be leaders this season Um, in order for them to be successful have to be successful leaders both on and off the pitch. For sure and I mean we've been
0: putting out videos and pictures and it seems to be like you know soccer not a high scoring game so only so many people are you know, featured when they're a scorer, and Sam Snaith is that one. Um, he he had a hat trick one game where I don't know if he he kicked or had the ball more than two yards at a time. Um, yeah. <laughs> he puts himself in the right spot. He's he's a big body that people have to deal with. Um, and you know, when you when you have service, then obviously it makes his job easy. But you got to be in the right spot in order to score those goals. And um, you know, DZ Harmon that you, that you mentioned, he's kind of that workhorse in the middle. Um, gets the ball, keeps the ball. Uh, distributes it to to people like Sam Snaith to to score the goals. And um, it, it always seems like, you know, coach has, has a guy like DZ or, or like a meal with a little bit of the flair. And then he's surrounded by someone, you know, like Casper or Nick who kind of hold it down in the back. Um, they can attack, but they make the stops kind of the tough, gritty stuff and then give it to just kind of a revolving door of talent that is always on the, the field for coastal.
1: You're right. And, and the toughness of this, this core group that's coming back really shown through last year when, I mean, they were down to, I want to say maybe not even 11 healthy players going mm. in CAA tournament. They'll say they had 11 cause they played 11, but I yeah. don't think 11 were healthy. And, uh, you know, that's something that they were able to overcome in that NC state match in the first round and, and really gave SMU a tough, tough match in the second. And, and that's with, um, you know, a lot of guys injured. And I think that showed the depth uh, and the determination of this team and, and how good it, when you play as a team, as you mentioned, all these guys kind of coming together and playing as a team, uh, you know, they can really be. And and while we will have a new goalkeeper, he's very experienced and coach is really high on him as well. So I expect, uh, you know, these five guys to help really lead us uh, and lead our team this season. Yeah. And one thing, as
0: as we move on to, to the women's side, you, you read that email from coach talking and it it says whether it's youth third or, or full team, it says national team, national team, national team. Um the these guys are are coming with, with some pedigree and and um you know, as they've grown up and and it's a new game in in American college soccer than than anything they probably played before. But um, as they've adapted to it, they've shown why we're talking about them today and and why they are looking to lead the team this year
1: yeah high level soccer that's that's what he always commented on the, that they get guys that come in and play high level soccer
0: for sure um and and this team here the women's the women's team led by head coach Paul Hogan um also playing some high level soccer as of late um what did what did coach um send along and you know we talked to him recently and we actually we re- we talked to coach talking recently on on the pod as well but um coach Hogan's excited about about this group coming back as well
1: yeah, he is. He's really excited about it. Uh, you know, obviously, Hannah Miller and, and some other key seniors are gone from last year's team. and the, but, but he's excited about the, the experience he brings back um, this season, led by Sonny, Sir daughter, and, and Mackenzie Gibbs, and, 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 you know, Mackenzie Cherry, as well as even Caden Price. Those are some experienced um, uh, players and student-athletes for him and this team, and he, he's going to uh, really lean on them to, to kind of help guide this team that has 12 newcomers. So it's going to be a lot of newcomers as well, but he's still really excited about the potential of this team. And and more importantly, about the uh, the, the, the togetherness they have and what they've kind of been able to build uh, over the spring with a little training, but more or less with all that's going on. Right. You know, as you mentioned uh, in, in Society Day, this, this group has really come together um, from his words and is really excited to see them kind of get on the pitch together.
0: For sure. And and you mentioned those, you know, upperclassmen, um, you know, Gibbs, Sigurvin's daughter, Cherry, um, you know, they're, they're all right down the middle. You know, we always talk about coach Docking says a lot coach Hogan does too, but the spine, you know, right down the middle of the team, that that's what you need to be strong. And, you know, some others, um, you know, down that spine, Santana Presley, Lauren Denning, you know, they're going to team up in the middle. And Santana is kind of like, we talked about, you know, a Casper or a Nick where she's going to win that ball and same with Mackenzie cherry and, and give it to a Denning, a, a, a low Austin and out wide to in price where they can, you know, be creative and attack. Um, but Santana, I mean, I was going through video recently for the sunbelt and, you know, she'll make a run too. Um, it, it's really good to see how calm they are all on the ball. Paul, you know, pushes a possession style, which you don't see really in any college soccer a lot. It's um, a lot of college soccer's breakneck speed, um, but Paul's teams like to kind of play with it and, and, mm-hmm. and move the ball around. And Sonny's a big piece of that. Um, you know, Caden hasn't been out wide um, except for defensively really for, for coach Hogan. So having Caden out there as an outlet uh, with her speed and her athleticism and really her just ability to do anything, um, defend attack. Um, it'll, it'll be really fun to watch this team and, um, you know, all the way down to, you know, Mackenzie Gibbs, who, like he said, is one of the best false ball, ball strikers he's ever coached. Um, you know, if, if you give her two or three yards, she's going to hit one. And, um, you know, it, it's danger from anywhere on the field, pretty much once she crosses the the halfway line.
1: Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, you kind of look at the stats and you see we don't score a lot of goals. But like you said, we're a possession-style team. You know, we'll gladly take a 1-0, 2-0 win, 2-1 win. We don't need to score six goals to win. That's not our style of play. And, and Coach Hogan's kind of, you know, prefaced that with us and, and, and is excited about the youth that he has coming in to work with this core group because it's going to be something that he says they're going to be very athletic. And, and, and again, once they kind of gel together on the pitch, it's going to be exciting.
0: For sure. For sure. And, and finally, uh, you know, away from the, the, the core TD sports complex and and down the road, down Shawna drive, we head to HTC center. Um, Joseph, Joseph Foreman's team is looking to get back to their trophy raising ways. Uh, I'm going to say that again, Joseph Foreman's team is looking (laughs) to get back to their trophy raising ways with this group. Um, you know that involves we keep saying that some some newcomers but really it's about that core at the top
1: yeah and you know they were they were close last year alex they were right there you know really one match away from winning the uh, you know the, not only the regular season but the tournament championship as well so so they're there they're right there they just got a couple more pieces to to put in place but you know it all starts with with one one name one person that we all know here at coast of carolina and that's that's Annette Nima uh, mm-hmm. she's uh, she's Annette is just great at what she does, she, she brings such a powerful attack uh, on the outside for um, uh, Coach Foreman's for our team, and, and you know, she gets a lot of help up the middle from Christina Nance, and, and this year I really fully expect somebody that really is going to come on uh, is going to be on uh, Ani. Yeah. Uh, I think she, uh, you know, she's full healthy. You know, she had a little bit of an injury last year. I really expect her to help out on the outside and become a, a very valuable threat for uh, Coach Foreman's squad, and, and they lost a little bit this year in terms of graduation, and but, I, uh, you know, it all starts uh, with with Annette, and then, you know, uh, you got the two youngsters that played a lot last year, and uh, Lena and uh, Brigetta, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Brigetta did a very great job of, of setting up her teammates, and it's, she was only a freshman, so just imagine the experience she gained from, from last year, and then Lena, as the defensive specialist, was really, really good, showed signs of brilliance and and greatness and a number of matches. Um, And I expect her again, once they get that, that they've got that extra year of experience now, I expect them to be even bigger contributors this year.
0: For sure. And this is a team, again, we talked about it with the football team, but um, you know, this group, especially that five that we just mentioned, the emotion and energy out of those five, um, it's, you know, it's extremely noticeable, especially in a, a gym like the HTC center. If we can get some people, like we had a bunch of student athletes at a, at a match last year, mm-hmm. uh, against app state, I think, or, or someone, and, and it was electric. It, it might've been the loudest it was all year, other than maybe the Troy game for, for women's basketball.
1: Um, you yeah, know, they, the energy, the energy in the ACC center can get, they can get up there with that yeah. ball because the intensity in which each, each point is so valuable. And, uh, that's exciting and, and thrilling for for uh, Foreman and his team.
0: Yeah, and it has and it has the plays, too, just kind of like not necessarily just these student-athletes, but anyone. You know, a block is so exciting because it's, you know, you're literally stopping someone that's hitting it as hard as they can. Or if someone like net gets up there and hits it straight down, you know, the, just <laughs> the excitement of those plays and how quickly it goes and, you know, how momentum can go so quick. That's why the fans in the HTC Center, as close as they are, you know it can turn a game or a match you know right away and you know they these student athletes feed off of that
1: yeah and that's something you know the, you know cheering on one another is something that i know our, that our our athletes really grasped last year our student athletes you went out from from volleyball to softball you had yeah. all players and baseball players at you know events that they could be at you had women's basketball sporting men's basketball as much as they could you know it is one of those things that they really really Support one another, and, and if that community can come watch this volleyball match or this volleyball team play with a number of newcomers that Coach Foreman has brought in, that really can play not only at the collegiate level but the international level. Um, you know, they'll be they'll be in for a real uh, a fun match and, and fun season this year with that team.
0: For sure, and not to put you on a spot that um, I didn't send you before, and I'm not going to make you pick a favorite team. <laughs> but what are you looking forward to the most as a, as a staff member, as someone that, you know, can get back out, hopefully get back out to events here in the fall.
1: You know, it's not as a staff member, it's not even a specific team. It's just seeing the student athletes and working with them on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, being able to walk out to football practice and, and talk to the guys, you know, whether it's from special teams, making fun of them, because they're you know, they're waiting around for their time and their period, or whether it's, you know, a defensive lineman that's, that's, uh, after the practice has just, you know, gone so hard, they can't even walk off the field or, you know, even going out to uh, you know, a volleyball match and seeing the teams warm up and, and, and seeing how excited they are to get playing and, and, you know, all the way through, you know, to, uh, you know, the fall or the winter and, and spring sports, it's just, we miss having, and I think you attested tested this. We miss having the interactions with the student athletes, because that's why we do what we do. And, and so, uh, to get them back on campus here in the next couple of weeks and, and to get them going. And, and that kind of gets us going as well and gets the excitement back for, uh, not only us, but for uh, teal nation as well.
0: For sure. And yeah, it's, we, we've talked about energy throughout, you know, and we're talking about on the pitch or on the court or, or on the surf turf, but really it's an energy they bring to campus, at least for us. I mean, we see them at, at, in, in students in general, bring the energy to campus. I mean, it's, um, you know, not the most fun to, to pull onto campus every day right now, but, um, yeah, these students, student athletes, as they walk by and, um, you know, always so kind and appreciative for, for what we do, um, you know, in, in saying hello and, and making sure that, you know, they're doing what they need on their end and, and then going out there and really all, all I care about is if they go out there and compete and represent, um, the best and, and we'll take care of the rest on our side. Um, but they're still on their own selflessly, you know, checking on us, what can they do and, and things like that. So just to be around them again, um, will be great. And, um, Hopefully you know we we start seeing you know all these other teams start start to make their way on campus I've seen some women's soccer players moving around a little bit um, you know some men's soccer players starting to make their way back so um, it, it'll be definitely be an exciting time uh, here in Conway
1: yeah I mean all all the fall teams will be coming in in August so like I said a couple of weeks away from from seeing all those teams but I, I can't wait to actually be on campus early in the morning and and be able to see the soccer teams practicing on one field and see football players on another field and then see, you know, drive over to the HCC center and see the the volleyball team going at it. And then of course, you know, as you look out your window, you see the the cross country runners running around uh, yep. morning and afternoons, most of the time. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing that uh, here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. The only thing that, that will be good. I park over at baseball is uh, I won't have a parking spot pretty soon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it'll be worth the sacrifice to let the let the football players and all the all the players enter the weight room uh, and let them have their parking spot and and then once school starts you'll still be fighting for it again
0: yeah i'll I'll use my you know i have a designated lot i should probably just walk a little bit longer (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) all right kev well thanks so much for um kind of the insight and and thanks to the coaches and i said it in the intro and outro but thanks to the coaches for their info and um yeah we can't wait to see these these coaches and, and student athletes you know back in conway thanks for having me alex good stuff there from kev i appreciate him letting me jump in on a few of those as well Thank you again to the coaches who emailed us as well. They all put in a lot about other players as well, but we had to kind of siphon it down just for the length of this podcast. But thank you for that. We'll get probably volleyball on next week uh, to talk about their program and and try and, like we said before, get back to their trophy-raising ways and start chasing some rings like they are accustomed to. So until next time, Teal Nation, you stay safe, wear those masks for fall sports, and hopefully we see you soon.